This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 315, Comic Reviews of the Week of Wednesday, October the 14th. Welcome to Comic Shenanigans. This is episode 315. It's our comic reviews episode for the week for releases from the week of Wednesday, October the 14th. And I'm your host, Adam Chapman. There's going to be some uh, a lot of sounds in the background. Uh, this might be a little bit of a harder episode to hear as there's work being done in my house as we speak as they're fixing my furnace. And by fixing, I mean installing a new furnace. Yay! I won't be cold anymore. Um, so we have a lot of comics to talk about this week. I'm going to go them through them quickly just because, unfortunately, I don't have the opportunity to have as much time to expand upon them. And we actually have a lot of books to talk about. I was able to read 14 of the releases from last week, so let's just jump right in. Uh, first up, we have A-Force, number five. Um, I enjoyed this. Um, it's an interesting read. Um, it's, uh, let me just find the creative team here. It's written by Margaret Bennett and G. Willow Wilson, our work by Jorge Molina. Uh, I like the artistic style. It was just kind of a fun action issue as A-Force kind of comes together uh, against the threats to Arcadia. Um, I'm interested to see kind of where, how the, the new A-Force is going to even work in the kind of prime continuity. Uh, as this was obviously a Secret Wars tie-in. Um, I enjoyed it. It was fun. Um, kind of a cool, interesting ending. And then it was over. Um, I'm going to give this a 7 out of 10. It was enjoyable. Not the best read, but uh, it definitely was enjoyable. Uh, next up, we have Batman Superman issue number 25. Uh, I like this. Um, I'm actually enjoying the whole Gordon era as Batman more than I ever expected to. And even, you know, having Clark Kent as a more reckless version of Superman kind of doing things in a very different way is kind of been interesting as well. Uh, this is a new storyline written by Greg Pak, artwork by Cliff Richards. I actually really enjoyed uh, Richard's artwork here. Um, I enjoyed kind of this, the, the story. Uh, seeing Superman kind of going up against Vandal Savage was cool. Um, him getting rescued by Batgirl. Uh, it, was, it was just a kind of an enjoyable read. I thought the artwork was very vivid. Um, I'm not the biggest fan of Dick Grayson somehow being roped into this team-up just because it doesn't seem like it makes a lot of sense given his own book. Uh, but seeing him and uh, Jason Hood, Jason Hood, Jason Todd teaming up with uh, this depowered version of Superman and uh, Batgirl against Vandal Savage, I think is going to be really cool, and I'm excited to kind of see where they go next. I'm going to give this an eight out of ten. It was a very solid and enjoyable read, and uh, to be honest, I wasn't expecting anything less. I think it's been a, a very uh, enjoyable book recently. Um, next up is Captain America White number three. Um, I dug this. I, I, I still don't think. Something about it just didn't quite work. Maybe just the, the narrative device, it doesn't sound like Cap. I don't know. It, it's, it's hard to describe. The artwork is probably more stylized than we've seen from um, uh, Tim Sale in any of his color books. Um, still eye-poppingly gorgeous, but it's just very stylized in terms of the musculature of the characters. Um, his French Resistance woman here looks gorgeous. Uh, I'm excited to just kind of see where we go from here. Uh, it's still enjoyable. The artwork is still a, a highlight. I just don't know if I quite buy the narration. Um, I don't know. Something about it just doesn't quite feel like it works. And obviously that was the sign to move on to the next book. Uh, maybe I should just time the ringing of a phone to indicate when it's time not to talk about a book anymore. Uh, next up is Deadpool vs. Thanos, issue number three. I enjoyed this, but I think I enjoyed it a little bit less than the first two issues. I do love that cover, though. I think it's really funny. Um, the issue itself is written by Tim Seeley, artwork by Elmo Bondock. Um, I liked Bondock's art. I mean, it's 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 a it's a funny, weird issue. I did like the kind of 
the little bit of respect that uh, Thanos is starting to have for Deadpool. It's a weird, zany book. Not the strongest read, uh, not the strongest art, but it's still enjoyable. I'm going to give it a, a, a 6 out of 10. It's a solid 6. Nothing wrong with that. It's respectable. Uh, next up is Gardens of the Galaxy number 1, um, which was uh, good. I actually enjoyed this. It was uh, by Brian Michael Bendis, artwork by Valerio Shidi, so really no real change. Uh, as we get to see the Thing is now part of the Gardens of the Galaxy, we have uh, Kitty Pride as Star-Lord. Uh, kind of a fun little gathering in terms of how they operate, um, seeing Peter Quill as kind of the leader, um, the issue of, of this, what, the Spartax, I guess, uh, or Spartoy. Um, it was fun, enjoyable. The last uh, page with with uh, Gamora showing up, and then Hala showing up at the very end. Uh, I think it was it was a good, solid beginning. Um, I think it was in some ways more interesting than I found the team to be in recent years. Um, so I'm going to give it an eight out of ten. It, again, it was a solid debut, and I like the artwork by Shidi, uh, which isn't a surprise. I've, I've been a fan of Valerio Shidi for a while now. Uh, next up is Journey to Star Wars: The Force Awakens: Shattered Empire, number three. Um, this felt like a fourth issue more than the third. I don't know where they're going to go with the next issue. Um, it was fun. Read by Greg Rocca, artwork by uh, Marco Cicchetto and Angel in Unzueta. Um, gorgeous work. Uh, it's a fun romp. You get to see you know the husband and wife that we have been introduced to, both having their own adventures um, with characters from the original films. Um, a lot of fun. The whole kind of sequence on Naboo I thought was really cool. Uh, Lando kind of showing up as a as a general, general Calrissian, I thought was cool. Again, the ending felt like it could be the ending of the series and not just the ending of the third issue, so I'm interested to see what we're going to get from the next issue, but um, this has been a really solid, solid series, and to be honest, everything they've done that's been Star Wars related has been solid recently, which is kind of crazy, because you'd think that something had to falter, and I think of everything, it would be Princess Leia so far, and even then, that wasn't bad. It was, it was just not the same level of quality. Uh, next up is Miss Marvel, number 19. Love this. Oh, it's such a great book. It's by G. Willow Wilson. I work by Adrian Alfona. Um, we get to see you know Kamala really kind of having a good moment with her mother, as well as the, the big uh, conversation with her best friend, who they obviously have feelings for one another, but she wants to be Miss Marvel more. She wants to be a hero more, and that's more important. And it was, it was kind of heartbreaking. Uh, the ending was really well done. I'm interested to see what we're going to see next when we, when we get to see Kamala Sorry, Kamala, back uh, after Secret Wars. Uh, I'm going to give this actually a 9 out of 10. I thought the artwork was terrifically on point. Um, I just, I loved it. Um, it was a lot of fun to read. Um, and, and as I said, it was heartbreaking. It definitely had a, some moments where, you know, you kind of wonder where it was going to go. And I think it was surprising because it, it didn't fall into kind of the stereotype. And in fact, I think it kind of uh, rebutted what you might expect a book like this to go in a certain direction. Um, which is, you know, really cool. Um, Oftentimes, as a reader, I don't get to be surprised anymore. I don't feel surprised. I don't feel like anything really takes me, you know, and goes in a direction I don't expect. So when that does happen, I really enjoy it, and it's something special. Um, so I, as I said, 9 out of 10 for Miss Marvel. One of the most consistently enjoyable books I've read in the last, you know, couple of years. Uh, next up is New Avengers number 1. Um, I enjoyed this. It's by Al Ewing, artwork by Gerardo Sandoval. Um, I think Sandoval is the main thing that kind of kept me from really digging into this issue. Um, it's enjoyable. I think the script was in, uh, kind of fun, and it's like an eclectic team, and seeing them going up against the Maker and 
I hope we get a, come some kind of resolution as to how that's even happening. Um, but seeing Roberto da Costa and this new version of AIM and the team he's assembled is really cool. Um, the way that Dugan and uh, Clint are written here is fun. I just think Sandoval's artwork is a little bit too... I don't know what the word is. It's like Humberto Ramos. It's very exaggerated musculature, um, very big characters, and I think at times it was almost a little too much. Um, but I thought the script was really strong. So I'm going to give it a, a, a good, you know, 7. 7 out of 10. It was a good debut. Um, and we should just see what happens next. Uh, next up is Spider-Gwen number 1, which I enjoyed, but it wasn't quite the knock out of the park that I expected or was hoping for. It's written by Jason Latour, worked by Robbie Rodriguez. Um, it just felt like more of the same. It didn't really feel like we were going in a lot of new directions. Um, it was cool to kind of see some flashbacks to something that we never got to see before, but in terms of really kind of pushing the envelope, I don't think it did much in that direction. I'm going to give it a six. Uh, it wasn't bad. It just wasn't as solid as this series has been in the past. Uh, next up is uh, one of my favorite books of the week, Spider-Man 2099, number one. I'm going to give this a 9 out of 10. I thought it was a really, really solid issue. Written by Peter David, I work with Will Slinney. It's just kind of cool to see what makes Miguel different. And so there's a whole sequence where he's on um, you know, a, a, a reality show and kind of just enjoying himself and having a good time. And he's not just being kind of dour. Instead, he's still kind of trying to enjoy himself, enjoy what he's doing, and, and not forget the good parts of having his abilities and a girlfriend and who may or may not well, looks like she had been pregnant and may or may not be dead now and which is kind of crazy so I, I felt like it really was a gut punch I didn't expect it as an ending um, it's a little bit of a you know uh, women in refrigerators moment uncomfortably so reminded me of what happened to Sue Dibney in an identity crisis in terms of you know you reveal a character's pregnant and then you murder her and it's used as a primary motivation for the main character who is always male um, so I'm not that part made me feel a little icky but other than that I did enjoy the issue a lot and I thought it was a strong debut um, although it's not really even a debut it's more of a continuation of something we were already having previously uh, next up is Starfire number 5 um, I continue to enjoy this book. It's kind of silly, but at the same time it has serious moments. Written by Amanda Connor and Jimmy Palmiotti. I work by Emanuela Lupacino. Uh, I would give this, you know, a solid seven. Um, it remains intriguing and enjoyable, kind of playing off what the, the nuances of speech and understanding and the facets of the human experience that, unfortunately, Starfire just doesn't understand, which I liked. Uh, next up is Superman, Lois, and Clark, number one, which was, I was looking forward to it, but oh my god, this was really enjoyable. Uh, I'm going to give this an eight and, eh, screw it, I'm giving it a nine, whatever. I'm, nine's for everybody. You get a nine, you get a nine, you get a nine. Uh, this was great. Um, written by Dan Jurgens. Uh, he's fantastic. Um, the artwork by Lee Weeks, and man, Lee Weeks is just, his pencils are just fantastic. Scott Hanna is the inker. Uh, it looks great. Um, it's great to kind of have these classic versions of Superman and, and Lois together, kind of seeing that something's up with Superman's powers. The longer, I guess, maybe he's on this re this world, he's kind of doing uh, stealth missions. Um, it's kind of interesting to kind of get a metatextual content um comment on the New 52 universe from a pre-New 52 character. Uh, I'm going to give this a 9. It was really enjoyable. I like that they're, they have a baby now and kind of building off of the events kind of convergence and I just thought I was really engaged personally in what was happening in this issue. And uh, second to last this week we have Uncanny Avengers number 1 by 
Um, oh my god, who's the creative team for this? Jerry Dugan, oh, he's so good. I love him as a writer. Uh, Ryan Stegman, who I also really enjoy, and doing a great, um, great kind of new version of the Unity Squad. Stegman's are at times is a little over the top, um, but it's got definitely got a lot of life to it. It really there's just a, a vibrance to the uh, pencils, the colors, uh, the script is fun. I don't know the Shredded Man if this is a pre-existing character or not, but um, I just felt really engaged, and, uh, and again, the colors really pop, and seeing this team together, and very different types of characters all teaming up together, and it's interesting that it is actually Johnny Storm. I did not originally believe that it was. Seeing Deadpool on the team is kind of cool. Obviously, it comes after the Avengers number zero uh, story. Um, I really dug it. It was cool. It was uh, exciting. Seeing what's going on with Rogue is really cool. Uh, I'm going to give this an 8.5 out of 10. I just felt when books were on this week, they were really on. Uh, and last but not least is What If uh, Infinity X-Men. I've read a lot of these one, Infinity one-shots uh, over the last few days, so they're all starting to melt together in my head. But I do like this one, the idea that the X-Men kind of are on their own, and they're the sole survivors of basically what happened on Earth and with the Builders and all this other stuff by Joshua. This is by Joshua Williamson and artwork by Mike Norton. Really liked the art. The story was okay. It was in, it was uh, not the strongest, but it was enjoyable. Um, what, what about it didn't make it as strong? Well, I thought the care it part of it's just the fact that it's a what if. So a lot of things have to usually have to happen quickly and not with a lot of setup and not a lot of room to gestate. And I think that's the only thing that holds it back is the inherent issues with doing a what if. I'll give it a six. Uh, some of the books I did not get a chance to read yet include uh, such releases as Batmite, uh, New Shoe of Batman, Batman and Robin Eternal, Catwoman, Earth 2 Society, Harley Quinn, Justice League of America, Justice League United, uh, Mickey Mouse, Uncle Scrooge, uh, Captain America, Sam Wilson, Chewbacca, Civil War Number 5, oh, I completely forgot about that, Marvel Zombies, etc. Uh, if we look at the releases coming out next week, and by next week, obviously, I mean tomorrow, the 21st of October, um, some of the releases, the highlights anyway, will include, um, let's see, Usagi Yojimbo, number 149, uh, from DC, we've got Batman and Robin Eternal, number 3, new issue of Bizarro, uh, we've got the Convergence Flashpoint trade paperbacks, book one and two. Uh, we have Gotham Academy number 11, Green Lantern Lost Army number five, the Multiversity Deluxe Edition hardcover, uh, Justice League A League of One trade paperback. Uh, we've got Teen Titans Earth One, that the new release, which is interesting. It's going to softcover first. It's not going to hardcover first. Uh, one I'm excited about is Titans Hunt number one, just because it could be really interesting. Uh, from IDW, we've got Donald Duck number six, as well as Back to the Future number one. But I'm excited to read that. As well as Star Trek Ongoing number 50. Uh, from Image, we've got uh, new issues of Shudder, Fade Out, and Invincible. Uh, and then at Marvel, we've got a new issue of 1872, uh, Age of Apocalypse, a second issue of Amazing Spider-Man, the first issue release of Astonishing Ant-Man, uh, the Bucky Barnes Winter Soldier trade paperback volume 2, the Captain America and Mighty Avengers trade paperback Last Days volume 2, the Hawkeye by Matt Fraction and David Aja Omnibus comes out, as well as Jessica... Jones Trade Paperback Volume 2, just called Simply Alias. The second issue of Invincible Iron Man. Uh, new issue of Darth Vader. There's Journey to Star Wars. Um, uh, Force Awakens Shadowed Empire Number 4. That's three issues, I think, in a, three weeks. Like, that's... 
crazy release schedule. Uh, we've got the Moon Knight Epic Collection trade paperback, Shadows of the Moon, uh, Star Wars Legends Epic Collection trade paperback, Volume 2 Empire. Uh, we also have uh, new issues of Secret Wars, Agents of Atlas, number one, Shield, number 11, Uncanny and Humans, number one, as well as the last issue of Weird World, as well as the What If Infinity Gardens of the Galaxy. Uh, so that's everything come up next week. And now in our next episode, episode 316, we'll have a conversation with Devin Grayson, the acclaimed writer of Nightwing, uh, Gotham uh, Knights, uh, as well as a host of other things at DC in the late 90s to early to mid 2000s. So that'll be an exciting one. So uh, make sure to give that a listen in a few days. You can email us at comicshenanigans at gmail.com, like us on Facebook, rate and review us on iTunes, subscribe to us on iTunes, and you can also listen to us on Stitcher. Uh, upcoming episodes. Uh, we'll have more interviews hopefully coming up later in the year. Uh, not quite ready to announce who they are yet, but uh, we do have some things in the works. So thanks again for listening, and we will catch you next time. Bye-bye.